Hello, hello, hello. This is Larry with the Black Financial Initiative. As always, got Eric and Terrence with us. This is the second part of the two-part interview with loan originator Kendrick Jackson. Let's get into it. Um, I have a question about the, so like the interest rates. I think there's, I mean, for what I've researched, there's like, I guess, several factors or whatever that I guess determines an interest rate or whatever. But I guess like, what are the main factors in determining that? Is it like, if I have a 700 and above, regardless of what loan I'm getting, the loan amount, whatever, will I get the same interest rate if I'm getting like a, a $500,000 house compared to a $300,000 house? Or is it just Absolutely. a score? Or is it something, you know? Yeah, more? man. It's, 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 so of course it's cash. Um, how much are you make? What's your income? What's in your checkings and savings? Mm-hmm. Credit is key. Um, you don't necessarily have to have great credit to get a $500,000 home. Now, if you're talking about a jumbo loan, which jumbo loans, depending on the county, it's like usually like around 548, 548,000. If you're going over that amount, then that's going to be considered a non-conforming loan or a jumbo loan. And at that point, you're going to have to have, um, you're going to have to have some good credit. You're going to have to have some reserves and some assets. And of course, the income as well. That's the, that's going to be the uh, biggest key point. Yeah. So as far as like bigger loans, credit, 720 minimum. Income wise, income, you just you, you can't be below 45 percent debt to income. So when you're looking at what's in your credit report based on, again, credit, credit cards, car notes, mortgages, things like that, that's the expenses that they're looking at, along with the new mortgage payment that you're getting ready to have and divide mm-hmm. that by your current income. And that's how you're going to figure out the debt to income. And most of the times they want that below 45 percent. If you're dealing with jumbo loans, it's it's going to be like 43%, maybe 40%. They're a lot stricter depending on who you're going with, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's 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 definitely going to it's definitely going to be credit and income are going to be the big biggest factors there. And as far as like the the interest rates that you I guess that you give out like do those vary wildly? I guess from like yeah. similar people. Like if I have a 700 X amount of dollars. Larry has a 700 X amount of dollars. Will we get just about the same or because he has, because he could put a bigger down payment, he gets a better interest rate or. Yeah. So you're looking at the, you're looking at things like the, the FMOC, uh, the federal, the federal open market commission. So that's where the rates are coming from. So the feds are always going to determine the rates. So if you're looking at gas prices, if gas prices are low, then interest rates are going to be probably low as well that day. Gas prices are high, interest rates are going to be high. It's just how the market is flowing. Mm-hmm. So with that, with that being said, it's it's fickle because right now rates are down. They they went up. They were they were you know they were high before COVID. They went down, then started climbing back up, and then now they're going back down again. So the lowest rate that you could get right now, on average, on a conforming loan is like a one point eight seven five or like a fifteen to ten year loan. Which is yeah, that's unheard of, right? We never know. <laughs> these are historically Ooh, historically low rates. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's crazy because people call in and they think you know they have a two point eight seven five, and they're like, you know, I'm trying to get that two point two five interest rate. Well, do you qualify for it? Mm-hmm. And if you have a hundred thousand dollar home, you know, a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, you're not going to get a two point anything probably because of the fact that unless you have terrific credit. And depending on who the lender is, you, the best rate you may get is going to be like a, maybe a 2.75, like realistically. So if you have a 2.75, you better stay with that 2.75 because there's nothing else that you can get on $100,000. Now, if you have a $300,000 home, $400,000 home, the higher the balance, the lower the rate. You see what I'm saying? There has to be an incentive oh, wow. for the lender to give you that super low rate. So if you owe $50,000 
and you're calling in trying to get a two anything, that's not going to happen. They're going to probably hit you over the head with a 4.875 because they want to get some money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it only, it, yeah, it only makes sense. It only makes sense if, if, if it makes sense on both sides, you know, if both parties are winning. It doesn't make sense to give you a 1.875 on a $100,000 mortgage, you know? Mm-hmm. When, when should somebody, um, sounds like you're kind of talking about refinancing. Uh, when, when would you suggest somebody should think about refinancing? Any, anything particular? Anytime, anytime they feel like it. I mean, the average American right now is refinanced every six to seven years. And because of the rates right now, that's probably dropped. You know, it's probably every three or four years people are refinancing, especially to take cash out. And then I don't know if y'all know about cash out. You can take cash out of your home. So if you own a $500,000 home, it's estimated value. You only owe $100,000 on it. You can take up to 80, 80%, sometimes 85% of the equity on that property. You can take it out. You can cash it. You can cash it out. Most of the time, excuse me, most of the times you can take out, you know, $200,000 without an explanation. So let's say, for example, you want to purchase another, right? Yeah, let's say, for example, you want to take out $300,000 to purchase a, a second home, a vacation spot in Florida. Home that you have is worth well over a million dollars, right? Because that's how it, especially in California, very few people in Texas, but um, California, New Jersey, I'm licensed in Florida now. You see a lot of crazy homes, man, where the house, they purchased house for like 200,000 hours worth like one point something million, something crazy, right? They can take up to $200,000 without any explanation. As long as they qualify, as long as they have the income, as long as they have the credit, they can take it out. Just have to income qualify. Um, same thing with if you want to take out more money, you have to give an explanation. What are you going to use the money for? And then at that point, okay, cool. You know, I'm using it to purchase a vacation home. I want to take out $400,000. If the income is there, you can qualify for this now $500,000 uh, mortgage because you're taking out $400,000. You have $100,000 left, $500,000 mortgage. If you can income qualify for it, you have the credit. You can take that money out of your home. And when you take that without out- Without actually is, selling it. Um, when you so, take that out, is is that now like kind of like a, I guess another loan to them? Like you took out $200,000. Now you got to be, I guess, set up with a loan repayments or whatever to eventually pay that yeah. back. Absolutely. So it's just you're increasing your mortgage. So depending right. on who you're refinancing through, let's say I'm with Bank of America and now I'm going to I'm going to uh, switch over and I'm going to refinance through Wells Fargo. Now, Bank of America has a hundred thousand dollar mortgage that they're going to they're going to be bought out through Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is going to now take that on and give that person the four hundred thousand, add that to the hundred thousand dollar loan. Now it's a five hundred thousand dollar loan. And now they are paying a $500,000 loan balance. They just bought their vacation home, you know, straight out, which is a smart move. A lot of people do that because you'll get a better rate on your, on your refinance and you don't have two different mortgages. You have one mortgage of $500,000 and you're probably going to get a super low rate depending on, you know, what term you're doing. You have your 30-year term, 25-year term, 20-year term, 15-year term, and then you have a 10-year term. And um, depending on what term you're doing, you're probably going to get a good rate on that. What do, you, what do you call that? Is that is that a HELOC or is that something else? What do you, what do you, what do you no, call No, so, so a HELOC is basically a line of credit. That's a second mortgage. That's not, so the, what I'm talking about cash out is just one mortgage. You're taking that one mortgage that you have and you're throwing more money on top of it because now that $400,000 that you have in cash is now on a mortgage now on your actual first mortgage. The second mortgage is a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit. That's what he like means. Home equity line of credit. That's basically like a credit card on your mortgage. So depending on how much you 
pull out of your home because that's the easiest way to get uh, a pretty cheap interest rate on a, a huge loan size. So you can take out 25,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever you want to do on a HELOC, and you'll probably pay, you know, at the very most 5% on it. Some at this time, you know, where rates are right now, you may get like four something, maybe even three something. I don't know what the HELOCs are doing right now, but you can get a pretty decent rate on a pretty big loan. So you have your first mortgage where you're paying over to Bank of America and then you get a home equity line of credit with Wells Fargo. You can have, you know, both of them can be with Bank of America, just two different mortgages. One's for, you know, on one rate and then the other has another rate. It two separate like rates. Somebody could somebody come to you for for like a cash out. Is that is that something that you you're absolutely? To yeah. Yeah. Cash out. The only thing I don't do right now is HELOCs. I don't do HELOCs. We, I mean, guarantee rate does them, but not just uh, me individually. I don't do HELOCs. I only do cash out rate and term refinancing and um, purchases, helping people purchase homes. What was the second thing you said? Rate and term? What, what is yeah, that? rate and term is just a, basically a straight out refinance. It's just me refinance just to get a different rate and a different term. So that's all rate and term means. Refinance, you just refinance your home to get a lower rate and a lower payment or sometimes a, a higher payment so you can pay it off faster, which a lot of people are doing now. Okay. And that's what the uh, the rich and wealthy are doing. It's, it seems <laughs> seem like that's the key. It's a lot of just kind of shifting the money. I mean, it's, it's just shifting it. Probably Facts. Get there, Baltimore places, the value of the homes going up. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy right now, man. The market is definitely shifting right now for sure. Um, and that leads kind of to the next topic. I'm sure pandemic pandemic has affected all of our jobs and everything. I'm sure. Um, how yeah. has it? Uh, what has changed? Uh, I guess in your profession. Man, it, it's 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 been crazy, man. It, it's been a it's been a gift and a curse. It's been a blessing for a lot of people, but of course, it's hurt a lot of people with mm -hmm. the people being furloughed. So we have a lot of people that were trying to call in because they were furloughed. So they were trying to refinance their homes to get a lower oh, payment. Man. And we can't do anything. You know, we can't do anything if you're not actually working. We can only go off of your current income or any type of residual income. So if you're self-employed, we're using tax returns. We're using your K-1 schedules, things like that. If you're unemployed, we can't use unemployment. People think we can use unemployment as a source of income, but unemployment is being cut just like it is in Texas right now. I mean, it's getting cut. Like that's not a residual income. Social security disability is a residual income. Child support alimony. We can use that to, to help people out, you know, but if you're employed, if you're part-time, most of the times, if you have a part-time job, they can only use it. If you've been working that part-time job for up to two years. And if you're commissioned, they can only use commission if you've been having commission for two years. So if you have a base salary of 30000 but your commission, you know, you're mainly receiving commission income, you have to work that job for at least two years for them, you know, to qualify. So the pandemic has affected pretty much everybody, especially when you're a waitress or bartender, you know, daycare providers, schools, mm -hmm. things like that. So it's definitely affected a lot of people, but it's been a gift as well because interest rates are super low. So now it's easier for people to qualify um, as far as uh, qualify for lower rates, so to say. But the, re the credit requirements have gone up. So it used to be sometimes it used to be five, 580 for cash outs. Now it's going up to 620 again. Now you have to have a 620 at least even on FHA. You have to have a 620 sometimes to uh, qualify to take cash out of your home or just to refinance, period, in, in some instances. And then the, the housing market right now, of course, this is a seller's market right now. I bought my home at the perfect time because I came in with equity 
when I first purchased a home, I came with equity, which is very, very rare in, in a lot of people's cases. But um, it was a blessing for sure. But um, it's a it's a seller's market. Uh, you know, one out of six people right now are looking to sell their homes within the next 18 months. You know, I'm getting text messages, you know, at least once or twice a month to buy, for somebody trying to come buy my home. Um, because right now the equity is up, you know, it's, it's up, up. So, I mean, just realistically, I mean, the home values have risen over 11%. So that's, that, that's the hugest thing right now. Home values are going up. So people are trying to buy homes before they start going up even more. So, yeah, I mean, it, the pandemic has been a gift and a curse, man, for sure. That 11% is, is that like the last month or how, how far are we talking about the 11%? Are you talking about the 11% all the home values? Oh yeah, eleven percent. This is as of this year, twenty twenty one. Okay, it's well, probably more than that. Uh, this is about the beginning of the year. So, mm-hmm. my bad. Here, go no, no, go ahead, man. I was just gonna say that uh, I saw something very similar to the other. I think last week I was reading something that said over in the last year they had it at at ten percent. You know, like ten, eleven percent, and that was just in the Dallas Fort Worth area metroplex in right. Texas. That uh, they said over the last year it had gone up. Oh, nationwide, yeah. So nationwide, man, it's a, if you've seen anybody that's out there trying to buy a home right now, just see how much hell they're going through. They're literally having to put, you know, if they're, somebody's offering $200,000 on their home, you have to put in an offer at least 30, you know, 20 is, is nice, you know, but 30, 40 is realistic, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, putting in offers. So, oh, this person put in 15. Oh, this person just put in 20. Let's let's wait. Let's just wait, honey. Let's let's raise the price a little bit more and let's see what they're going to do now. And then people are still putting twenty, you know, twenty thousand dollars more on their offer or thirty thousand dollars more on their offer. So people are just waiting out to kind of be, you know, it's kind of greedy, but it's really smart. You know, people are trying to get the bang for their buck right now. You know, they're trying to get as much as they can out of this housing market right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, get it when you can, you know. Yeah, facts, facts, man. Facts. That's, what, that's what they're doing here in Austin, man. These prices are just, you know, it's easy to see fifty thousand, eighty thousand. There's like a magazine oh, I get about once a month and. It shows you Austin the prices lovely, that people bro. are putting, you know, putting Austin over the price. Lovely, it's it's yeah, a lot of money to be made. Them home prices aren't. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's what's not lovely. These home prices. Maybe for Terrence. All right, see me for Kendrick, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. I mean, obviously, you got a lot of knowledge. What should people look for when they're searching for a loan originator? Oh, man, it's, it's a, there's, a few, there's a few key things that you need to focus on for sure. You have to be, um, you have to find somebody that's committed to you, number one, right? You have to find somebody that's going to be honest with you because that's me. I'm going I'm to I'm be brutally honest with you. A lot, a, a lot of the time, that's what you're going to get out of me. And I, I'm just a blunt person, but I'm a friendly person as well. And you definitely have to look for that as well, that relationship. Is that person going to, you know, be honest with you and tell you what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear? Because a lot of people want to hear, hey, I can get a 2.5 interest rate or I can get that 2.75, but I'm honest with you. It's not what you, it's not what you, you know, what you want. It's what you're going to qualify for. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily what you even need or what you expect. It's what you qualify for. So this is what you're going to qualify for based on your income, or this is what you're going to qualify for based on your credit. Especially when somebody, you know, I had a conversation with one of my customers the uh, literally yesterday, bunch of different nice areas out there man but like she was and it's the area is like a four hundred thousand dollar area where houses are four hundred thousand dollars minimum you know and she was putting in an offer for you know she originally said 380 you know i just wanted three hundred eighty thousand, and then she put an offer for 450 and 
Yeah, so I'm like, you're going way over your budget. You just said you want to be, you want a $2,500 payment a month, but like your mortgage payment is already going to be $1,900. You see what I'm saying? Like a little bit over around $1,900 a month. But you also have taxes. You have yeah. insurance something that you have to pay. That's separate. You know what I'm saying? And then you also, you may be in an HOA community where you have to pay a homeowners association dues. Those can be, you know, $100, $200, depending on what kind of community you're in. If you it's in a $400,000 community, then you definitely going to be paying, a, you're going to be paying a little grip, you know, because yeah. they probably got sure. pools and parks and, you know, security gates, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, man. So you got, you're going to be paying a little grip. You're going to be paying a little penny, but you know, I was just, I was being honest with her and I, I made her withdraw her, her, uh, her offer. So she actually had an offer. She was under contract. She, you know, she denied the contract and now she's going to keep looking because of the fact that she was over that, that payment that she wanted. I told her, Hey, these houses are going to be here. You know, you can still, you might find, still find your dream home within your price range, but don't go, don't, don't get into the, the place where you go into payment shock because you thought that you could afford this home and you deplenish your savings account because you use that money to put money down. When you get in a home, you're going to have to upgrade it. You're going to have to maintenance it, you know, because it's a lot like an apartment. They'll come in and fix yeah. everything. You got to pay for your own plumbing, everything, your own electricity, Long you know, service. Um, lawn service. Yeah. You know, even, you know, home, homeowners insurance is not going to cover everything. We had a tree like, um, you know, the tree in my house, it died from the storm. I, had a, I got a palm tree. I don't know why these folks built a palm tree in, a, in, in Texas, man. But I got yeah, a palm tree in my backyard, man. Yeah, yeah, man, that stuff is dead. It's gone, man. And a big tree in my front yard is dead as well. So, but the homeowners insurance companies don't cover that. So that dead tree has to be cut down. That's two thousand dollars right there. And that's a yeah, that's it's crazy, man. But people don't think about stuff like that. So they get in the payment shock because they use all the money that they had. They deplete their savings account because they're trying to upgrade the house. They're trying to buy new furniture. Trying to buy those flat screens. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Slowly but surely, man. Just slowly but surely. Stay patient. You'll get everything that you want, man. Just get the house first, get qualified, make sure that you're in the payment range that you want to be in and everything else will come into play. Uh, Terrence on an episode uh, said F the Joneses. Hey, I was just about to say, sound like you've been listening in, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks, man. Keep up with the Jacksons, man. That's what we're doing <laughs> over here, man. We pinch our pennies over here. <laughs> we pinching our pennies, man. <laughs> you made some good points. Another thing I would say, if you're buying a house, you don't want to put too much over what it's worth because you want to be underwater. Like you said, your house that you bought, you know, you, you had equity coming in and, you know, right. you might not always be able to do that, but that's way better than, you know, being underwater once you, once you buy your house. So that's something else to that's think about fact, as well. Man. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Yeah, man. I, I can't, I can't agree with you more on that because of the fact that 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 right there, it, you, you're underwater because you got to put you're not going to be underwater because you're going to put money down. So you have to be at least at 95 percent bare minimum. But you don't know how that market value is going to be. You know, those market values out there for these houses, they can go up, but then they can come right back down. It's fickle, man. That's how the market is, period. That's just how the dollar is. The, the, the market is always going according to the dollar. Yeah. So when you buy, you got to be prepared in cases like the market reverses on you. So you can't always bank on it just going up. That's a fact, man. You can see right, right here. Key. And we see right here the pandemic, like you were saying, a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff. I mean, you know, you might right. have to get a lower paying job and you now you can't pay the, you know your mortgage. So that's a fact. Yeah. That was that's what I was kind of discussing with. She she's making great money, of course, but and um and she also had her, you know, her boyfriend that was gonna be staying with her as well. But you know, it's just like, hey, what if he 
loses his job? What if you lose your job? I mean, she she was a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner, so they make great money. And and then honestly, with nurses anyway, it's going to be a short. This is what we need right now, especially in our, our current climate in the country. But you know, realistically, you know, you may not get as much overtime once this stuff slows down. Now you're not getting the same hours you used to get. You know, so at that point in time, man, you have to start thinking. Those are key things to start thinking on. Like, can I really afford this on my own? You're qualifying on your own, but then you're relying on the income of somebody else. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it shows that you qualify, but that's just as of right now. Once you deplete your savings account, are you going to are you going to start saving again? Are you going to start using your paychecks to start building up the house, start adding new amenities? You know, start adding new countertops, new carpet, you know, trying to get a pool in the backyard, buying new couches, TVs, things like that. You know, you can't help but do stuff like that when you get a new house. It's just like when you get a new car, you want to get the new wheels, you want to get the tinted windows. You know, you want to get the stick, you want to get the 14s in the back or the 12s in the back. You know, you want to get, 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 get two 12s. Right. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. You got to, man. Like two of them, right? Run on one 12s over here, disturbing granny in her sleep, man. With that raggedy bass in the back. And you got to be sitting on them grown men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Get you some get you some grown man beat in the back. But yeah, realistically, man, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a part of being in home ownership, man, is just, you know, being patient, you know, being aware. And being disciplined, you know, whenever you get in the house, don't just, you know, being that 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 FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. You know, I got to have this. I got to have this. Oh, I should get in this. I should get this. You know, this is going to these TVs are cheap right now. These refrigerators are nice and they they cheap right now. I'm going to get on this sale. No, just just be patient. Like the refrigerator you got, you know, the the little one door and it ain't got no got a little ice maker. I put the ice trays in there. That's fine. (laughs) You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, just be patient, you know. So um, that's what I would definitely recommend to people, man, is, you know, get get with a loan officer who's going to be honest with you, man. They'll, you know, it's one thing to commit and to, to, to push your file forward and to get you everything that you want. But is that person going to get you what you need and tell you what you need? You know, I had um, recently I had a not too good of an experience with a loan officer. And um, and I don't know if it was his fault or not, but he was telling me, I think it was like it was supposed to close in like 30 days and. The day that we were supposed to close, he wasn't, it, it wasn't ready. We had to close a couple of days later. And I mm-hmm. actually was going out of the country the day, the next day. Dang. Um, so it was, it was, it was just crazy. So Yeah, man. That's why you should have called me, Larry. That's why you should have <laughs> called me. Years ago. This couple years ago. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking, man. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I wouldn't even, I probably, I don't even like, I just recently got licensed in Texas this year. So, but yeah, man. Um, Yeah. In those situations, man, it, it's, 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 um, it's key on, you know, figuring out, who that person is and who they work with, what company they have, you know, what, what reputation do they have? Are they good at closing loans or what's their turn time? Because even, even though you're working with a particular loan officer, a particular company, it's not always on them because you have the inevitable, you know, especially with the, how the market is right now, appraisers are busy as hell. So they're, they're literally setting their own price prices. Now, you know, that, you know, usually appraisal that would be $500 now $700 because, they're getting so many requests, you know what I'm saying? So they're, they're busy. They're, they're super busy. So they, their time frames are now what used to be two days are now two weeks, you know? So um, it's not always on the loan officer and their company. You know, people have to understand that title companies are backed up because of the amount of people that are refinancing and trying to buy homes. It's a crazy market right now. It's a crazy, crazy market right now. Everybody wants to refinance. Everybody wants to own a home. Everybody wants to sell their home. 
So yeah, it's it, this is this is a crazy time right now. So you have to uh, do your research on your loan officer, but also the company that they're working with. That way you can kind of understand what the turn time is and what's the average turnaround time to close on a refinance and a purchase. And just a quick story on just how crazy this market is. One of my coworkers, uh, I mean, of course, he, he moved from Cali a couple of years ago. So he, yeah. was, in, he was in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he moved to Texas and uh, he and his wife and his family, you know, they were like, all right, we'll, uh, we'll stay out here for a little bit. Next year, we'll start trying to find us a home, get us some land. And uh, then the market started getting crazy. So they're like, all right, <laughs> you know, after about a year, he's like, all right, we got to start looking, really looking now. Right. It's like houses that they were looking at when they first moved from Cali. It was like, you know, 300,000 or whatever. And like, man, these houses, are, you know, through the roof now, they only like four or 500. He's like, all right, we got to change what we're looking at. He said they went and saw one house. It was going to be like a little fixture upper, but it had some nice land, good size. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he and his wife were pulling up, uh, they saw some, you know, a young woman leaving and mm-hmm. he and his wife were looking at, at the house talking and they were like, all right, yeah, we think we'll make an offer. And the realtor goes into the other room, was already in the other room and comes back out and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll, we'll make an offer. And the realtor says, sorry, it's, uh, it's off the market now. That lady that just left just called back and said she wants it. So she, had, she, she, caught, she left <laughs> all back. And said, hey, this is what I'm about to pay for. Right. Real to walk back right back in, like, hey, sorry, it's gone. So that's that, that's that FOMO, that's that fear of missing out. People gonna jump on it thinking that thinking that same situation. Right. And everybody's gonna <laughs> yeah. try to buy a house. Like, yeah. I mean, I gotta put an offer in today. I gotta do this. Like, no, don't, don't just don't don't hop on everything, man. Everything happens for a reason, man. Everything is in God's will, man. So if you know that you want a house. And it's the house for you, then get it. And if it doesn't work out, then it was not actually the house for you. You thought it was for you, but it's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we just got our house. And, uh, man, when we were first looking, there were some houses, like, that we really wanted because we were thinking, you know, the, this market's kind of exploding right now anyway. And houses mm-hmm. that we liked that we wanted and we didn't, we couldn't get them because people were bidding in and paying over and stuff like that. But in the end, uh, in the right. end, we found a house that we thought was better than the rest of them we had looked at in the first place. So, mm. I mean, if it's for you, it's going to be for you. Don't like you said, you can't have that fear of missing out because the ones we were upset about ended up, we ended up finding what we wanted anyway. So you can't, mm-hmm. can't rush it. Right. From I had a quick, cause you kind of mentioned it, uh, when you yeah. were, I guess, maybe working like on the, I guess, the foreclosure end or whatever, like what mm-hmm. were some of the things you were seeing, I guess, of why people are losing their houses? Well, when I was working in the foreclosure department, man, I was not even, I wasn't even on that side. I was dealing with a term. Oh, okay, I was gotcha. literally pushing paperwork. But like when I did loss mitigation, that's the part where I saw how people were losing their homes. And it was literally just people, just unforeseen circumstances, man, just unforeseen oh, okay. circumstances. So people lost their kids. They had to pay for a funeral. Um, you have, yeah, you have situations where spouse dies, you know, and um, situations where people lose their jobs. It's like unforeseen, being able, okay. you know, things that you can't really control. Um, mm-hmm. The things that you can control, people just being undisciplined and not, and not, you know, managing their money right. Like some mm-hmm. people will call in, you know, because their payments are late, but they can afford the payments. You know what I'm saying? It's just that they are not <laughs> managing their money. We look on, you know, because when it, whenever you're going through a loss mitigation and before you can get a modification, you have to qualify for a modification. So 
course, if you don't income call, I mean, if your income is not sufficient, then of course you'll qualify for a modification because those are unforeseen circumstances. Your income has decreased because if you could qualify to get in the house, there had to be something that changed for you not to be able to afford that payment now. So, but we have a lot of situations where people can afford the payments, but you got two cell phones or you got a BMW <laughs> or you got, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. crazy stuff that you, you'll see. I'm, I'm kidding you not, man. People have like, you know, eight grand in a checking and savings account, but you just don't want to, you, you're planning to use that money for something else. So you want this modification because you just, you're not, you know, you, you're, you're being greedy, you know, you're not mm-hmm. paying your mortgage like you're supposed to. You're trying to go and get the next thing. You're trying to go keep up with the Joneses, you know what I'm saying? Instead of keeping mm-hmm. up with the Jacksons. So you got to, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to definitely be disciplined in a lot of different, in a lot of different aspects as far as what you're buying, you know, what you're paying on. Your mortgage is number one. If you look on somebody's credit report, anytime they, they have something, you know, uh, even if anytime they have a mortgage, the credit, the credit report is going to show the mortgage number one, and then the car note number two, because those are going to be the two biggest liabilities on your credit report. So that means that that mortgage is number one. If you got an eight hundred dollar car payment, something wrong. You need to get rid of that thing. Go get your lease. Go get your cash card. Do whatever you got to do so you can make sure that you can afford to pay that mortgage first because it's number one. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to let you know now. Um, I've been going with the uh, not keeping up with the Jones, but I'm, I'm going to start biting off for you. I'm going to finish it out with that uh, keeping up with the Jacksons. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. For sure. For sure, brother. For sure. Do that. Do that. But I, I do have a infringement laws yet. Yeah, yeah. I do have a, a question for you. So uh, yeah. the name of this podcast is Black Financial Initiative. So I'm going to mm-hmm. emphasize the black. Um, so you and your, your your line of work and in your field, what have you seen or is there any uh, little bit of advice or observations you have coming from our people, from from black people in general, as far as what we can do, do better? Or what have you what stuck out to you? Like, hey, brother, sister, we yeah. got to. So this is what's hitting us up. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And I'm glad you asked because everything I'm telling y'all right now is for our people, man. I've been saying that I'm, I'll help anybody out. Of course, I help anybody out that needs help, but I'm always happy and willing to help our people, man. It's just like working for Chick-fil-A, man. Every time they, they serve it, they say, it's my pleasure, and that's how it is to help my people, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always say that. I bite no, off the of Chick-fil-A, no, man. No. I always tell people, my pleasure, man, my pleasure, because, I mean, you know, it's not a job that, I would want to do for free, but I could do it, if, especially if I'm helping my people out. As you know, it's a stressful job. You know, you take away the stress mm-hmm. part, but it's a stressful job. But you know, it's always good seeing people, my people, our people in their homes, man, owning, owning, having some type of ownership of something. You know, whether it be mm-hmm. a business, you know, uh, uh, your car, your your mortgage, a company. Um, actual, you know, uh, a building that, that you own, that you're running your company through, like, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you get whatever you need and give you all the information and keys to, to get that success, man, because, you know, um, again, like I said, the numbers, they speak for themselves, man. $1,100, a little over $1,100 in your, your checkings and uh, in your savings account. You know, your checking account is there for your bills. You know, your savings are what you put to the side. Checking is to do all the excessive you know, obligations that you have, you know, mm-hmm. where you're, you know, daycare and food and, you know, traveling that y'all want to do. No, <laughs> man, you got to sit down somewhere, man, and start saving, you know, because that's that's the key to getting into the house is having those assets. 
you know, and then credit repair, if you want to get your credit repaired, it's going to cost you money to do that. It's going to cost you money to pay off those collections that you got. You know what I'm saying? When you didn't, you know, you didn't pay back that, uh, you know, that refrigerator that you bought, you let it, uh, <laughs> let that thing go into collections, man. There's a lot of people do stuff like that, man. And that comes back to bite you in the butt, man. So you, you definitely have to be, uh, you definitely have to be disciplined, man, and, and learn how to save what's in your account because we're getting beat by everybody, man. Yeah. Hispanic, Latinos, um, um, other, they got 5,000. And of course the Caucasians, you know, they, they, they up there, uh, you know, white folk are definitely up there with their, with their savings accounts around four, four, 4,500 to 4,900 4, in their, their savings account, which is really not even a lot of money, but it's a lot, it's a lot of money to a lot of people though. You see what I'm saying? Right. Especially right. with the the income, you know, especially with our black people, you know, six figures. The people that are in the six figure category is going to be around eight, less than 10 percent. Less than 10 percent of Americans are making six figures, especially amongst men. It's eight percent. And then guess how much our people are making? Guess how many of our people are making six figures? Less than three percent. I'm going to say two percent. I was about to throw out two. Yeah. yeah man, three, three percent, man. Three percent. And then the millionaires, it's like the one percent. You know what I'm saying? It's less than one percent. It's it's crazy, man. The numbers are just it's it's stupid. It's mm-hmm. it's stupid, man. And we're getting we're getting beaten every single race, man. But it has to do with being disciplined, man. Being disciplined. We can have all the swag in the world. You can be as athletic as you want. You know what I'm saying? But you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we we have to be more disciplined as a people. That's it. Preaching, what well, you need? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, man, let the church say, "Amen." Right? Hey, man, my daddy. Hey, you know my daddy a deacon now at First Baptist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, there you go. Deacon Jackson. Oh, there, you go. there you go. But um, man, uh, where where can um, if somebody wanted to um to reach out to you, where can they reach reach out to you? Oh man, I appreciate the plug, man. Guaranteed rate, man. Guaranteed rate. You're gonna find Kendrick Jackson. So Kendrick dot Jackson at rate.com that's k-e-n-d-r-i-c-k dot jackson traditional spelling j-a-c-k-s-o-n at rate r-a-t-e dot com and then you can reach me uh my number i'm gonna give you my work number 469-616-0466 that's gonna be my um work number my work phone and then my actual uh work line is gonna be 817-380- one nine zero nine again eight one seven three eight zero one nine zero nine is my work line he put it out there he put it out there for anybody who wants to reach out to him all right mike jones all right mike right, jones. Right, right. <laughs> 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 oh, i appreciate you for coming on man you gave a lot of good information a lot of good information i'm sure people will take advantage of it everybody you've heard him get in contact with the guy he know what he's talking about Man, I appreciate it, man. It's a blessing, man. All praise to the most high, man. I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. It's good to see y'all, brothers, again. Everybody got their beers out, beer game. It's <laughs> beer, daddy, yeah. Yeah, beer game. It's daddy game right now, man. It's daddy game, man. But, hey, man, but it's my pleasure, man. I like what y'all doing, man, especially for the people, for our culture, man. I really appreciate it, man. It's been a blessing, brother. Hey, man, it's a blessing to have you on, appreciate man. It, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Hey, again, man, just like Chick-fil-A, man, it's always my pleasure, man. Always my pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kendrick. Great episode. A lot of great information, man. Appreciate it. You know, we got to go, go, go hoop, you know, one of these days. You hey, know what bro, I'm for sure, man. For sure, man. I'm, I, just, I just canceled my membership at the joint, man. I'm going to have to get back. 
so I can go get that chiropractor work, man. Cause I'm, I'm bro, bro, I ain't got it no more, man. I ain't got it. Hey, when we start going to see the chiropractors, it's over. Hey, man, go to the joint, to. man. Go hit up the joint, man. They got some good specials, man. Yeah. They got some real good specials. Though. They'll, they'll hook you up, man. Yeah, I've been there before. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty straight, man. Yeah, thank you again. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Just type in Black Financial Initiatives. Come pop right up. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Peace. 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 Peace.